You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kivalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Okay. Peya, ain't kaitzerne sovamagelis. We know we have this storm of Aniyam coming into the field. Okay. There's a special takona that we say, all right, guys, don't use any of those sites. That magel, you know what? It, it, it could chop off the finger of the guy next to you. And if you're ripping vegetables up and you've got this cardome that also has a, 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 a sharp blade at the end of it, Right? Okay, and, and we know there's going to be a bunch of people there. Don't use it. The place can say, even if he's the only one there, we made the takana, it's takana's chazal, as we saw in other situations that we talked about, certain trees are masukin. Chazal want this to work. And therefore they said, okay, we're going to give you a very small little knife to use, not a magel, it's not going to be something that when you wave around, uh, you're going to you're going to slice somebody's ear off with it. No, no, okay. you're going to okay. You don't have to initially rip with your hands, but everybody has to come with a small little Swiss Army knife or some sort of uh, type of thing that that is able to to cut the the stuff in an effective way without it being a danger for anybody else. Another takona gimel of ayot beyom. Three times during the day is when they know they should come. B'shachar, the morning time. <laughs> that means a lot of, for different people during Corona, that could be a different time. <laughs> for my wife, it's five in the morning. For me, it's a little bit later in the morning. We've got a little opposite times about what shachar is. But I think it means here early in the morning towards the dawn, a little bit when the sun is coming out. Chatzais, midday. Mincha. mincha, of course, here means uh, not the time of uh, late mincha, but it means the time around what we call the mincha, uh, mincha, gedoy, uh, mincha ketana, which is about 3.30 on a perfect day, nine and a half hours. I heard about this thing. In other words, I, this is an old takana of three avayot, three certain times, Rav Gamliel says that's only that there can't be less than three times. If you want, if you in your field want to set up more than three times, that'll be okay. Rabbi Akiva argued with Rav Gamliel. This is Rav Gamliel II. No, you could actually have less, but there shouldn't be more than three. Shobes Namar, the Mishnah says, the people of the base Namar, the way they used to do the peya was that they, they would actually uh, rope off sections of the land. And this way, they would rope off the peya part. So you knew right away where the peya was as they were being kaitzer. That's not where Rav Nachman is buried. That means every row. They were able, so it was a very effective way. Because they used this rope method, roping off, it was clear. And the Aniyim knew right away where the peya was. Mawavayot. What is the word avayot? It's a strange word, the Yishalmi says. Omer Ababun, there's a source for it. Tosik and Avadya. Kamodetema, eich nech how he was revealed, Esav. Esav was revealed. Novu 
it became revealed, Matzfonov. Those of you that remember Daf Beis in Babakama, remember, this is one of the psukim that's used to show that Mave Zeshain, remember? Mave is Shane, meaning something that is revealed. So anyway, but you see the word Avuya is something that, like, something that is now revealed. So there's three times when it's open, when the paya market is open, when the field is open for the Aniyam to come in. B'shachar, b'chatzay mincha. B'shachar, why is the shachar the time? Mipnehu, Why? Because, uh, ask, Kol, ask Kolev, my grandson, he, they nurse him when he wakes up in the morning, goes back to sleep, and then these women go. In other words, that's a good time. In other words, they nurse the baby, right? Um, as you can see, the uh, Rav Chaim Kanievsky says, In other words, they, they, they nurse the baby early, or like right before the morning. The baby's asleep. They, they, they tiptoe out of bed and they run to the field to get paya. That's the best time for them, is shachar. Still a, little, still a little early. Baby's still sleeping. Maybe he's just nursed him. Oh, let's go out and, 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 and or he hasn't woke. Now I can go. Chatzois. Who goes out, Chatzois? The actual children themselves, not the babies. But let's say the little children, the teenagers. That's their time. Because if maybe they're in school, maybe they're still sleeping. But Chatzois is the time for the young people to go. Well, the Mincha, who comes Mincha time? <laughs> the Namushais, the older people, the people that have our time sleeping, our time coming, by the time they're like Uncle Joe, by the time they're able to get there, as the as, as Chaim Kanyev Chaim says, right? So basically, we're talking about by the time they get there, it's already late. So you, they, that's the late time. That's for the Namushais to be able to get the payah. Rav Shimagam and this was like uh, Rav Gamliel himself. This should be, I think, Rav Gamliel, and he changes it here. Rav the Mishnah says, they want, they can add. Rav Akiva says, no, they cannot add. If you want, it could be less. What's the Machlekas Rav Gamliel and Rav Akiva? Well, let's see what Rav Kanievsky writes here in the Biur. Tamidim, what's the way he explained it? So he says, Rav Gamliel, the reason why you can have more, um, because they could come back. But Rabbi Kiva says, um, if it's if Rabbi Kiva says there's a problem, the problem is is that why? Because if you're going to make these, if you're going to make more times, then could be you're going to give the word to some ani that you like. And he's going to take more paya. So if you have three specific times, you know that there's not going to be some time that some teacher's pet guy is going to come and get more and because and, and the, the guy's friend is going to be able to get more. Uh, Rav Gamliel's not worried about that. Rav Gamliel felt, let's give more paya. Rav Akiva was worried about adding times is really a way of cheating. That was Rav Akiva as far. Okay, remember the base Nehmer? Even though the Mishnah mentions the Beis Nemer, we have to realize about them. 
That what? In some way, there's something negative about the base nemer. But there's also a positive. Because we know that they didn't give so much. Even though they had this effective way of giving payah, and any of them were happy about it, at the end, they didn't really give according to Chazal. They gave what? They only gave one out of a hundred. So, on the other hand, there's something positive about it. And therefore, first of all, it was a very effective way. It was done, and, and, and people knew when it was happening. It wasn't a whole billable. They used to rope it off. So the Aniyim knew where, they, where to zero in on. And every single row had payah, as opposed to be in one spot where you had the elbows and the punching. So that is a way, so uh, good and bad. <laughs> and, 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 and that's what Abishol says. They, there's Shabbat about it. We wish we wished they would have given more. The two things don't always go together. Sometimes you have people who are very big him, but unfortunately they are not organized. And you have other people who are very organized, but very cheap. So hopefully it would be great to have organized people who want to give a lot away. That would be the best. Why is it that Chazal and maybe the Torah itself didn't want Peah right near the farmhouse? They wanted it near the road. First of all, there's Gezel involved. There's also Aniyim's time involved. Because that system stops fakers from happening. The system of the Torah stops fakers. And we also, of course, because of people shouldn't suspect you. And it's in the Torah as well. And therefore, the Torah is saying, the end of the field, don't, right? And that's why we want it to be near the road is where we want the pay to be given. Now we're going to explain all these five things. And this is what the Svara that Rav Chaim Kanyevsky explained was behind Rabbi Akiva. Guy's gonna see. Oh, okay. You know what? I'm gonna make pay right near the house. Hey, Oni, come and get it. Which Oni? One of his cousins, one of his friends. Come and get the pay. We don't want that to happen. That's called Gezel from the other Aniyim. Why is it called Bitto Aniyim? Because the Aniyim don't know. The Aniyim are wondering, where's the Peah? They're thinking it's, my, it's somewhere deep near the farmhouse. It's not by the edge, by the road. They're going to say, is he giving Peah yet? What's going on? They're not, they're not able to, right? They're not at the edge of the road to see what's going on. They're going to say, but meanwhile, they waste their time. And that's a bit of man for them. Why? Because if... You don't, if you don't give pay right by the edge of the field, you give pay near the farmhouse, deep where the, where, 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 where the, where the crops start, every cheapskate is going to say, oh, I gave it already. Someone came and took it. By insisting the pay be done near the edge of the road, near the public domain, that's going to stop the fakers. The Empire and he's gonna right? is also something. Even though he's talking did pay a right, he's not lying. And he actually had Aniyim come in and they 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 made a beeline to where the payer was somewhere deep 
in the field, but the guys walking in the street don't know that. The Aniyam know it, but the regular Joes who live next door, right, they say, Ru, take a look. Look, you know, Newt Kylie went ahead and, 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 and he made Katsira. He didn't give any paya because they don't know what happened. We want do it in a public way so people realize. That's another reason. The Tayr itself says don't do it. And Rav Shimon Bar Yochai, the famous Rav Shimon Bar Yochai, is famous for darshaning time in the crow. He wrote the Zayur HaKadosh too. But even in Pshat, Rav Shimon Bar Yochai wants to tell you why the Tayr says it's the edge of the field, the pas, the paya of the field. These are some of the logical reasons behind it. Next Mishnah. You thought this was going to be boring about stuff that's growing. Now, hmm, look at this interesting case. He was a non-Jew living in Eretz Yisrael. The stuff was growing. And then after he did Ketzira, right? Remember, that's where the Chiyavapaya starts. It grows. If you're a Jew, it's growing. You set it aside. Once the first Shibolus is cut, then is when the mitzvah pay starts for the neem to come and take it. But here, when he did that first kitzira, what happened? Then he becomes a Jew afterwards. Then he goes through. So what's the din? So, is he chayv and peyah? So, potter min aleket, min He's potter. Because... It grew in a non-Jew's land. Sodchav, lo sonashol goyim. He was a goy. <laughs> Even though now he's a Jew, but he's not chayiv in that mitzvah. Because the ketzira happened when he was a goy as well. Rabbi Yudah, mechayiv though. He says, shikha is different. Because shikha is after it's already been cut and you leave it there and you forget it. You've already bundled it and, you, and, and, and you, it just didn't get on the truck. So Shikha, even though Katsira happened, he be chayiv in Shikha. So Tanakam holds he's potter from Shikha uh, as well. And Rabbi Yehuda says, you're chayiv in Shikha. I agree, you're potter in Peya, but you're chayiv in Shikha. So Lachara, Yosama Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda seems to be right. When it comes to Peya, it's a din in Katsira. He was a guy during Katsira, but when it comes to Aymer, when it comes to Shikha, when it comes to Shikha, it's about forgetting the bundles. Bundles, by definition, means it's been cut already. And the case of the Mishnah was that he becomes a Jew after Katsira. As soon as the harvest is finished, he goes into the mikvah. So he should be Chayiv as a Jew in the mitzvah of leaving the shikha for the for the for the yoni. So what's the svar of the rabbanon? My time with the rabbanon. Ravami b'shem rabchizkiya. Ravuda b'shem shmulksiv. It says, v'shochachta oimer basode. Chazal feel that word sode is unnecessary. It already talks about a sode before. Of course, where else did you forget the Oimer, right? In ShopRite? Of course, you forgot the Oimer in the field. So we make a drosha. The drosha we make is like this. Shikha, there's two dinim in Shikha. One din in Shikha is the Omer, is the stuff that's cut and bundled and ready. And there's another din called Shikha of the Sodeh. 
It wasn't supposed to be paya. A guy forgot. They forgot to cut that area. That's called shichas kome. So that's that also has a din of shichah. It's a big Kiddush. Shichah isn't just the stuff that was cut. There's a din called shichas kome. And we know that from the extra word basode. So now, a type of person that could be that could have shikha on stuff that's koma that's still mechuber and rising tall in the field, he has the din of the din of Omer. In other words, once it's in the same posik and we make the drushas chazal of what soda means, there's now a heckish between the two. The din of shikha only applies to the type of owner who can have it in the kama and as a as a uh, as something that's already been cut and bundled. If you if it would be possible to have it in the kama, there for that person there's a mitzvah of shikha in the omer. But if a person doesn't have shikha's kama, and this guy doesn't, why? Because he did Katsira when he was a guy. Right? So every there's no in this situation we talked about a Nachri Shakotsar, there is no Kame. Because he was Kitzer everything. So therefore Ainlo Shikha's Aimer. He doesn't have the din of Shikha by the Aimer. So that's the din, that's the Shikhinish and the Chachamim. Why you're putter from Shikha. Vyisrol Vigoy. Let's say a Yisro and a Goy are partners. Okay. So if they're partners, and, and, and so Chelka Yisro Yisro Chayiv. Chelka Shul Goy Potter. So, if a Goy and a Jew own a field, so the Kome part, where they forgot to do Ketzira there, the stuff that's in the standing corn, they forgot to do Ketzira, the Jews' part would be Chayev, but the guy would be Potter. Rav Chizkim Shem Rav Yirmiya, he says, B'machlekes. He says, I'm not sure. He says, B'machlekes. What does that mean? Um, in other words, it's it's not Poshet. He says, it could be that this is based still on the Machlekes of the Yehuda and the Tanakhama. Next. Uh, we did that. Okay. What did you do? You had some stuff. We're back in Paya now. You had some stuff that was that was that was in the field. You haven't yet done Ktsira. So the man, Kolev, decides to be Maktish. He's Maktish to Koma. All right. Then what does he do? He comes back to the field. The Gizber, no one's done anything, but it's belonged to Hektish for a couple of weeks. And then what does he do? Upode, he's poda it. Chayiv, says Chayiv and Peya. So even though for a while it was growing, and it was growing under the ownership of Hektish, the guy bought it back. How about Hektish Oimrin? <laughs> Let's say the person had cut the payer. He already cut the, the, the field. 
he put all the grain into bundles, and then he made all of that hectic. And then Poda, then he did Pidyon. Of course, he's Chayiv and Peya. <laughs> and he's Chayiv and all the other Dinim. Because there was already, it was already an Aymer. It's true, Hektish didn't do anything. Hektish had it for a day or two, but he's Chayiv. What about Hektish Kama? Let's say when he made it Hektish, it was all standing corn, standing grain. And then Hektish got involved, and Hektish did the Katsira, and Hektish did what? turned it into bundles, and now he comes and buys it back and adds the percentage. Now he's potter. Why? Where the chi of peya kicked in, it was not sodcha, it wasn't owned by an individual or even the shutfim of two Jews. It was owned by the collective identity of Ektish. Collective identity of Ektish creates a p'tur. Let's say there is, in order for um, grains, fruit, anything that's growing, to, to even begin to say that it's going to be chayiv in maizrois, it has to be at least a third grown of its ultimate potential. If you harvest it before it's a third grown, even if you take it to the plant and even if you bundle it and you make flour out of it, whatever you're going to do out of it, there's no chi of trumas and maestras if it's less than a third. So let's say the following occurs. He's got a field and stuff is growing. And he says it's hektish. Okay. And now, what happens? And then he comes back later and he's paid to them. Why? Because they still haven't grown a third. How about how about Let's say it's grown more than a third, and for a couple of weeks he makes it hectish. And then he's po to it. Again, he's chayiv. Because the fact that it passed through hectish for a while didn't affect the status at all. But let's say this is what we're setting up for. Aha. Let's say. It's not yet a third grown. The gomron hagizbar, and underneath the gizbar's eyes, it grew more than a th- it grew to a third. And now you do pidyon p'turin. So now you could take that stuff, incredibly, and it could grow and finish growing. But because Hektish owned it at the moment that it becomes chayiv as a plant that's growing. It's now potter. Even though you're going to now process it, and who knows what you can do with it, that you're not going to be, you have to take off trumas and maestras. Make tremendous chiddush. Shebishas Because when the chobe kicked in, it was potter. Tremendous chiddush. But the Gemara's question is the opposite. 
then this same Mishnah we have in another Mesechta coming up, Mir Tashem, Mesechta Schala. Why do we have two Mishnayas that replicate each other? So, Rabbi Yenav, Rabbi Kiri Shurim and Levi, Vishem Bar Padaya says what? There's two dinim in Oynas HaMaisros. The word Oynas HaMaisros has actually two definitions. Achas, one, is where you owned it, a person had it growing the whole time, and it's the processing. That's the Meruach. That means that it grew, and besides growing and, and, and being the right age, it went through the harvesting, and it's now been uh, uh, smoothed out in terms of the kernels and the, and the, and the shape of what you have. That's called Meruach. That's one din in Oynas Maestras. Va'achas l'shlish. And there's another din of growing a third. So, for example, if something uh, grows a third already and you decide to be it, then that's something which is going to be chayiv and trumas and maestras once you get to meruach. But if it hasn't yet grown a third, even if you take it to meruach, you're going to be potter. So there's how how much it has to grow is at least a third. And then there's what you do with it afterwards to be chayiv. That's when it gets the shame tevel. So one is in chala and one is in peya. So Rav Bo says, Bechala, the Mishnah and Chala that says the same words, our Mishnah, about Hektish and everything, is talking about Meruach. Then let's say Hektish does Meruach. If Hektish, if Hektish is the one who brings it to Meruach, then there's not going to be a Din Tevel. Because it's only going to be Tevel if it was done under an individual. Uvipeya, the our Mishnah and Peya is talking about Shlish. Says, the truth is, it sounds like our Mishnah is like Rabbi Kiva. Rabbi Kiva Omar, Akar Shlish Harishon At Mishalich. That you always, it's based on the first third of its growth. The Ispalgin, because there's a Machlekes. What's the Machlekes? Sodesh Shiviyu Shlish Lifnei Let's say that a Soda became a third growing when a guy owned it. The Lochem Mene Yisrael, and then Yisrael bought the field. Rabbi Kiva says, you're part there from Trumas and Maestras, because the Zman that it becomes a plant that's on the road to becoming a, a plant that you have to take off Trumas and Maestras, it's when it's a third grown. And that happened while it was by the guy. And that's what we're saying our Mishnah means. According to Rav Bo, that's what we're saying Onus HaMaisras means. And that would be our Mishnah, not, uh, not the Mishnah in Chala, but the Mishnah in Peya is, is reflecting Rabbi Kivashita. But the Chachamim say that what? Chachamim Aymrim, that what? B'tosef Chayev. The Chachamim say, look, you're not going to be Chayev, Trumas and Maisras for the third that it grew by the Goy. But you're high of Trumas and Maestros on the other two thirds. That's what the Chachamim say. So Maikadayn, so what about by us? What are we going to say it's talking about? Umar says, we can say, Tiftor, 
we could say either it's like Rabbi Akiva, or we could say we're talking about the Tosefes. And the Tosefes, everybody holds that when we say you're putter, we're talking about putter on the on the Iker. Could be you are Chayef Pei on the Tosefes. And it could be, so it could be our Mishnah could be going like the Chachomim as well. As he says, because we can be talking about where he does conceive. Another possibility is that there was no Tosefes. It could be the case of our Mishnah might be is that right after it becomes a third groan with Hektish, there's no Tosefes. There the Chachamim will greet Rabbi Akiva. So it could be if he's Kaitzer Miyad, where it didn't have to, where it didn't grow anymore, so our Mishnah could go like Rabbi Akiva or the Chachamim in that case. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode. 